Movie news, rumors, rumblings, roundup time. Here on Mad About Movies for this week. Time to round them up and catch up on all the movie news headlines that we've been talking about on Discord and Instagram and things like that over the past couple weeks. And, you know, bring it all to the air and and get it out there for for the official main feed, ManFam. So uh, welcome in. Kent here with Richard and Brian here to talk about a couple of, of items of note. And guys, I think we should start out with with a topic that's become maybe the topic of movie news, rumors, rumblings, mm. and that is, is it a rumbling. I will only chime in on rumblings contractually. This there is, will be rumblings. There will okay. be rumblings. All right, for sure. So you sure. can chime. Yeah. It is the streaming wars, guys. The streaming wars, the war of our of our of our time. I think you know mm. probably the most significant war of our time. <laughs> yeah, Cold <laughs> no. War, meh. Yeah. World War II, yeah, not so great. Yeah, exactly. Streaming wars. Ir- Iraqi yeah, freedom. Meh. Streaming wars, though. <laughs> that Quibi war. Woo. Ooh, All right. Man. Well, big news coming down, I guess, uh, about a week ago or was so. The Quibi. Like an old Ken Ver- Burns documentary about the streaming words. <laughs> and then Quibi died. We should make this doc, I think. I think it'd be a good I'm documentary gonna... now uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes. Let's get on yes. that. A big news in the streaming wars, and this is something we had talked about, I think, a year ago or so, around the time the pandemic hit, because MGM was shopping around No Time to Die, James Bond, at the time. It was supposed to come out in 2020, and they're like, oh, all these other movies are coming out on streaming services. Well, we could do that with this one, so let's shop it around for $500 million. And so they basically gave every streaming service an opportunity to purchase the rights to No Time to Die for $500 million, didn't happen. But at that same time, some of these studios started talking to MGM themselves and said, hey, what about the entire the entire thing, the whole library? We know you guys have been struggling for basically ever, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, to Our make movies. Yeah. It's amazing that they're still around, to be, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Um, but, you know, some, uh, I don't want to go into the business side of the things, but let's just say they've been kept afloat for, uh, from numerous numerous aspects along the line. And so it just made sense for them to, to kind of off their, their movie uh, brand and, and, and kind of move into, uh, I, I don't know, the streaming side and, and let somebody else take over that, that knows what they're doing. So what we had said guys was, um, you know, Apple needs to, needs to jump on this. <laughs> and we'll talk about here in a second, some of the, some of the numbers and how far apart some of these streaming services are. But at the time it's like, it makes so much sense for, for Apple to jump on this, to have, you know, James Bond, the Apple seems to be the dad, the dad movie uh, central is what they kind of going for when they're, they're purchasing some of these movies. And so certainly having RoboCop and, and Raging Bull and, and James Bond and Rocky and all these things and, you know, Creed and all that would, would certainly help that, um, I don't know, place in the market be secured even more. Instead though, Amazon, Jeff Bezos swoops in. And it gets MGM for $8.4 billion. And so Amazon Prime already, you know, pretty secure in their spot as in second place in the uh, streaming wars is now firmly in second place with the acquisition of MGM and, and all the movies that they're going to be adding to that. No, Roku does have the Quibi library. Yeah, they did. We, and these it's just are, native they, on your I, device. Yeah, I will say that. Good point, Richard. Um, these aren't current numbers, so we don't know the effect that the Roku channel 
quitty right. uh, content acquisition will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe and if they go crackle plus, which maybe I've they, heard some rumblings of that. It's I mean we got a whole new it's paradigm. Over. It's over. Paradigm. Yeah. We'll talk about some of that uh, here in a second. I'm excited too. But yeah, guys, that's the news. Uh, Amazon swooped in, bought this 8.4 billion, and you know they have money. But you know who also <laughs> has money, Apple, and you know who needs um a place you know more market share in this space, Apple. And so uh, that's why it just made no sense to me. Why all they had to do is spend some money to just just get in, get and have this entire library of stuff when they need content. I mean, they just don't yeah. have, they just don't have those those classic movies that you go to find on a Netflix sure. or on an Amazon. So, well, I think no sense. You know, it, it makes sense in this way. I think you know the the Apple piece the last few years of they've gotten a lot more into um, just really leaning into they've kind of corrected into just going back into hardware. Um, and software to support said hardware. They they circled being a content player for a while with Apple TV, but I think that's not going to go anywhere. But I, I do think that will be a very boutique part of their business. I don't think they're going to make really huge leverage invest, um, investment in that. I don't think they really care um, that they are like in fourth place now um, in the streaming category. I mean, I, I'm sure they'd like to not be, but it hasn't hurt their brand overall, which is the main thing it's there for is to kind of support, um, you know, the luxury feel of Apple devices on some level. So I think, yes, three years ago, I think they make a much harder bid for this. They kind of remind me of, for any of you sports fans out there, like, you know, the basketball team with like, they have this war dress chest of cash. They have so much cash, 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 cash. And they've had it now for like eight or nine years. We've talked about this before with them potentially buying like a cell carrier, forcing everyone to T-Mobile, for example, um, buying Starbucks. They could just buy Starbucks with cash. Wouldn't even take Apple stock. You know, huge companies they could acquire and they don't. And they kind of remind me of a, a basketball team with like cap room or a big trade exemption. And every kind of off season, we think, okay, Apple's going to make this play. And they... They end up just laying in the cut and saving more cash. And we we assume at some point they're going to make a big move on something. I don't think creative content is going to be it because I think they it was a lesson we saw coming on this show. Not that we're geniuses. I think a lot of people did. But it, I will give them credit. They made, they made the mistake of investing in um, in like top line talent, you know, Jennifer Aniston and things like that, and not investing in the infrastructure of a studio. And they could maybe just acquire MGM, but that's not really a very successful other than Bond studio. Go- now, the back catalog is, but the studio going forward isn't. And I think they learned their lesson pretty quickly that that's where the investment should go. And if they're going to invest in content, I think it will be a much more production-heavy studio so that they could just bring that under their umbrella and not have to to staff it. Um, but anyway, I don't I don't know if any of that's true, but that's just my theory as to why they didn't make a more aggressive pull for this. Because you're right, Ken. I think they definitely do three years ago, but I think they've kind of pulled back a little bit on all that. Yeah, it, it's like I've never known Apple to half half ass anything, though. That's what that's what's so confusing about it, you know. Yeah, when they do something, they do it right. They throw yeah, a lot of cash yeah, at it, but yeah. they, but they, they do, do pass on like, a lot of things. They pass like, we, on. We uh, we got to go. I don't know. Steve Jobs always felt like. You know, with certain things, it's like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do, you know, we're not going to make a watch just to make a watch. If we sure. do it, we're going to make the best watch, you know? So that's, that's why it's so confusing. It's like, if they're going to dip their toe into, into the streaming wars, they got to bring something, some kind of Total. cash. They have nothing. Like no one even knows what, what Apple TV is, you know? Yeah. And that's an embarrassment. Quest. Why I mean, is I think- freaking Pete, they should be going into their move, you know, meetings like, 
why is Peacock have more freaking subscribers yeah. than we do? And yeah, we but have they a have the back catalog of content. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think NBC Universal would make a very good tablet either. I mean, it's a completely different vertical than what they've right, ever but played. But NBC is not trying to make a tablet. No, it's always, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, they, they, they could potentially make something at some point that would be kind of a piece of crap for you to watch Peacock on, right? They would have done that at the beginning stages of streaming. Mm, yeah. uh, people have learned that lesson and kind of stay in their silo. I'm not defending Apple's decision on this, but it definitely seems like they want to stay really in their silo, maybe have a few things to support their brand. I think, you know, some of these shows on here, um, on Apple TV, I think, you know, they're going to grow it. You know, what it kind of reminds me of, Kent, and and wouldn't be a bad way to go because it's not like they care if they lose money for a few years is, you know, when Amazon first started getting into movies and they, they did, they had like Manchester by the sea and they had these sort of quiet, small, critically acclaimed things and sort of built um, a movie studio themselves, both through acquisition at, at festivals, but also all the way through production um, and kind of slowly dipped in that way. And now it's like very, you know, Amazon Studios is pretty well respected. I, I, that may be the move Apple tries to go for is like a very boutique luxury piece um, that that is going to slowly build subs because they're going to be up for Emmys every year. Um, that did not work out in the first year because all those shows were pretty bad. Uh, but as they as it, they are getting better. Their shows are getting, you know, on the whole, a lot better reviewed, but no one's seeing them. But, uh, <laughs> but right, you got to bring people. They're trying to do. You got to bring yeah. people in somehow, and yeah, and they they market the hell out of these shows. You know, I mean, sure, you watch the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals, and it's everywhere. These Apple TV originals. It's like I would think I would think No Time to Die premiering on Apple TV or or whatever, or or you know it, that being it being mm-hmm. on there or having all the Bond movies on there beforehand. I would mm-hmm. think. I'm looking at the chart here, they have 30 million subscribers. I would think they, that would bring in 10 million subscribers. Like, yeah, yeah, but I don't know if that would be annually or just for that month. Or yeah, whatever. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you got to bring, you got to give yeah. some people a reason to 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 come and then maybe stay for the quality. Yeah, yeah. and then and say, I, I wow, be... there's some stuff on here. You know, I mean, yeah. that, if anything, it's 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 just like keeping your name in the conversation. It's like sure. who cares if they really give a crap about Legally Blonde? You know, but mm-hmm. but it's showing that. Showing Netflix and showing Amazon and showing HBO slash AT and T, we're serious about this too, and we're in this game, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know what's going to take that to to happen is what you're right, Richard. Is is they're going to have to make an original show that just completely sweeps the Emmys and gets everybody's like, holy crap, what is this, you know? And that might not happen for five years, but um, yeah, I just don't, I just don't know um, why they would they would keep keep beating down this door if they're not willing to uh, to make the investment that the other studios are, are willing. I mean, it's a war out there. It's called the streaming wars for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's tough. And and right now they're they're pulling up the end. They have they well, have three they're macro three million too. I mean, more people than YouTube originals does. That's yep. it. And they've got it, but I mean, they are worth you know almost twenty five percent more in market cap than yeah. Amazon. So this yeah. is and you know they're number one market cap company in the world at two point one trillion. So. So we put all their shares outstanding. So like, you know, this is a big deal to us because it's a movie podcast and we should talk about it. We should talk about it. They just got their butt kicked on their streaming platform and yada, yada, yada. But they're thinking a lot more macro. Oh, they're fine as a company. And so this is just a little widget in their machine um, 
that is yeah when you're doing movie stuff it's it's or entertainment or content reviews it's maybe a little embarrassing but i don't think they're losing sleep over it right now which is crazy because it's like an eight trillion dollar acquisition of a major studio and apple's like eh, all right good luck amazon (laughs) it's pretty crazy but i mean it's what makes you know they have so much cash that it would it felt like it would have been such an easy just like yeah hey man uh you heard that they're selling it for eight billion yeah i heard you want me to write a check yeah cool all right, sweet. Yeah. And that could absolutely. have been it. And, it. and all they would have done was just added the content to their app, you know, and that would have been, they've, they've mm-hmm. acquired companies and they acquire beats, you know, they acquire mm-hmm. companies all the yeah. time, all the time that they think could be relevant to, to add to what they're already doing. And sure. It's not every day that a studio becomes available for sale. You know, Disney swooped up Fox so fast, you know, for yeah. a lot of money, you know, and these studios are crumbling and right now, under the uh, content side of things, you look on uh, on Wikipedia it, under the breakdown of some of these streaming services, and you go, you know, to an, let's, let's transition to our, our our update on what the the numbers are for for most of these. You go to HBO Max, and you've got the content side of things. You know, HBO they got Max Originals, DC Universe, Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema, Turner Entertainment, CNN, Sesame Street, Looney Tunes, Comedy Central, Studio Ghibli, TBS, TNT. Cartoon Network, Boomerang, like this. That's under the content umbrella of of AT and T. And then you go down to Apple, and it's content umbrella, Apple TV Originals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing under. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, they're just not interested in that <laughs> yeah, space so right now. And so they've got last in January, Brian. I know you haven't said. Oh, I'll let you get no. in here, but you know, as of January, they had almost two hundred bill in cash on hand. Um, so that means that you know they could they could buy the stuff in cash when you but. You know, they're they're we. But I've been saying this for five years. I've been wrong every year. They're up to something with that. They're going to buy. There's a major acquisition, you know, uh, uh, coming at some point. Um, I just would be surprised if it's in the content space. I don't yeah. think they care that much about it. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, I, I'm 100 with you. This because we've been saying this forever. It just there has been there have been so many opportunities where you would think this is the time. All right, now now Apple's going to jump in on this and. I think it's kind of at the point now where we just kind of have to say they got off to a slow start on it. They were kind of behind, a little bit behind the eight ball, which is maybe the mm-hmm. most surprising out of all of this. They that they weren't at the forefront uh, of all this when when Amazon was. Well, they and announced it, and then Netflix they didn't was. launch for like t- a year yeah, or two but, years. But even that was way behind when yeah. some of these uh, the other services. You know, they, you're right. They did announce. Uh, Remember when they well, brought Spielberg and Oprah on stage? Yeah, and they had this huge thing, and sure. then it was like two years later they actually put out. They just stuff. didn't do anything with it. So yeah. that to me is still the most surprising thing. But at this point, I think we just have to say they don't want to do this. They're whatever they're. I mean, Apple's a very smart company, so whatever their their people are telling them, they're seeing that either the return on investment is is lower than what it could be just not going into content mm-hmm. and doing something else instead, or that it's too risky compared to some of the other things that they're that they're able to get in on. Or and they're, they're uh, using they're using Apple Plus as just a a bonus. I mean, yep. I kind of exp- I haven't paid for Apple Plus yet. I've got I got it free when I got a new phone mm-hmm. last year or whatever. I kind of expect at some point it's just gonna, that's what it's going to be for yeah. everyone. It's just oh you have Apple cool. One of the perks of Apple uh, be of having an iPhone totally. uh, is you get access to Apple Plus, and no one is paying five dollars a month on top of their whatever. That's amazing their that they that that that, 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 that that's kind of the case, and they only have thirty million 
Right. Subs. People don't just activate it. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine most of that is... A billion devices out there, literally. Totally. I mean, that's a great point. That 30 million... Because they said, I was like, I'm surprised it's that much. But that's totally what it is. I bet 28 million of those don't even know they have it. Yeah. Um, Or they activated it for (laughs) a week. I don't think I've ever used it on my phone. But I mean, put it to you this way, Kent. Netflix, their market cap, so the value of all their shares is 218 billion. So Mm -hmm. Apple has almost that in just cash. So, yeah. meaning there could be a much larger strategic play. I mean, AT&T is right there at 207. These are huge companies. Not saying they're going to acquire either of these, but I'm saying what they could do with cash plus shares plus leverage whenever they want, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. They could take on... I mean, they could just buy, could just Netflix, buy Netflix at some point. Yeah. I mean, right. they could and do so that. Then, it, then it looks a lot more strategic than spending 8 bill. But then, but then honestly, the library of MGM for 8 billion is kind of a kind of a bargain. Uh, but it's also not generating fifteen dollars a month from every person on planet. So I mean, it's just I'm just putting these numbers in perspective. Like they, yeah, they have the market cap of Nike. In cash. they spent so much yeah. for that uh, that Tom Hanks movie. I felt like you know, yeah, like it, it, to me, it felt like they're ready to they're ready to get real content that people want to watch on onto their platform. And I, I'm kind of done talking about them, but um, yeah, it's kind of uh, interesting. Just, I mean, obviously they didn't see COVID coming, and this cash is allocated. However, and it would have been a hard thing to adjust but yeah i mean if let's say if you could go back 18 months and they could see covid coming they could probably just could have bought every movie that was going to come to theaters and put on apple tv and it right. wouldn't even cost them a thing and then all of a sudden you would have had 100 million apple tv subscribers right but, i mean during, yeah during the hindsight's 2020 home. yeah so but, i mean it's it's nuts to look at uh look at the wide picture here uh there's a couple of there's a couple of um companies here that are over the 100 million subscriber mark and they are uh, Netflix with 200 million, 210 million subscribers uh, worldwide. Uh, behind them is Amazon, 175 million worldwide. A lot of those are prime people, though, too, right? Yeah. I'm thinking Amazon going- Originals, Amazon uh, Studios, and. Uh, but and, I think uh, the, course, the lead is bigger, though. My point is, I think the lead Netflix has is bigger than that because, like, you know, so many people have Amazon Prime for the shipping, and they don't watch Amazon Video Prime Video. I don't know how they count. Um, yeah, I think they just they count, count it by that. Prime members. I think, or people that have actively watched yeah. content. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't say here. Um, but uh, but that puts them around, you know, forty million behind. Let's say conservatively uh, behind Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess this was pre MGM, so we'll see yeah. the effect over the next year. You know how the MGM sure. movies hitting that service and James Bond and all that. What that does to to Amazon, I will say that the Amazon acquisition for for No Time to Die, I think it's in the contract that it's going to premiere in theaters and it cannot premiere um, on Amazon. So don't look for that to be like a thing. Uh, this I think it's going to come out there eventually. You know, like when it comes out yeah. on on digital, but um, it will not premiere there. So Amazon there with with 175, and then we've got a couple of of international uh, Tencent and Baidu that are um, mainly Asian uh, services, and then right below that at 100 million is uh, Disney. You've got Disney already at uh, over 100 million subscribers there, and that includes all their Star and Disney Plus, Hulu, all that kind of kind of thing. Um, that's pretty uh pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less than two years into yeah into Disney Plus, you know that's not bad. Yeah, you not think bad. they you think they probably plateau, Brian, at around a hundred million when it when it's all said and done that that's kind of where they where they stand, or you think they'll just keep adding adding people over time? 
Or or is like Disney Plus, are they going to be, you know, servicing Disney fans and that'll be the thing? Or is there a ceiling on, on where this can go? I don't know. I mean, the... All of those, all the Star Wars and and Marvel movies, mm-hmm. I'm not, I think are all there now or are close to it. That mm-hmm. would be a real indicator if if all the Marvel, because I know for a long time they still had Netflix deals and Stars was still mm-hmm. carrying some of the Marvel movies and things like that. So FX if we're at the stuff point too now, before the acquisition, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're at the point now where all of those movies are are on Disney Plus and we've got these extra shows, and then and then I guess the next step from that is they really did not push and part of this was was covid but they didn't really push out um big content for like a year it's like a mandalorian was the only thing yeah that was original that was like a big name draw they had lots of other smaller programs and whatnot but but the bulk of of disney plus for a solid year was we have the mandalorian and we have all these shows that you love shows and movies that you loved as a kid and or that your kid is interested in and then pretty much nothing else. Like we're not we're not pumping out tons of original content that's going to draw uh, eyes. It's stuff that you're like, hey, what's this? This shop class thing? Oh, that's kind of cool. Coop enjoyed watching that. You know, little things like that are cool, but they're not Marvel. They're not Star Wars. They're not some of these big, big property type things. And then obviously they've they've pushed that big over the last year, from Mandalorian season two to all the the uh, Marvel shows that I think have been pretty successful. I think Loki may be their most uh, maybe may the one that they're hanging the most uh, uh, stock on, mm-hmm. as far as like this may bring bring people in. I think Wandavision was. I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier would have been pretty. Maybe um, a little bit. It, it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was so odd in that 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 move that show was transitioning the the MCU a lot yeah. and also was short. Like I was surprised how short that one was compared to Wandavision and didn't quite generate the buzz that I thought it was going to. Wandavision was the one that I think. I think they probably, I mean, I don't know, I'm not in these meetings, but I would think that they were pr- probably pretty surprised by how much people loved yeah. that and how and big for of a deal it became. As much as Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I was thinking about this the other day, as much as Falcon and Winter Soldier you know, advanced the overall MCU, like you said, mm-hmm. they should have put that one out first. Yeah. Because I think I, people I think lost agree. a little momentum. Because it is, you know, even though it's short, you just watched, you know, eight hours of WandaVision yeah. or whatever. For sure. And mm-hmm. you kind of push off that one, and then but you know it kind of falls down your queue, and you know maybe it, and not to say it wasn't successful, but at least in and I might be on some stupid like Twitter movie nerd bubble in terms of this, mm-hmm. but it seemed like Wandavision just like meme wise was a lot more prevalent, totally, um, yeah, than than Falcon Winter Soldier that, but maybe I'm totally wrong, and there was like five x the views on the other one, and just people that aren't yeah. memeing all the time were watching it, but uh, sure. but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I had the same feeling. It seemed like WandaVision was more successful than I anticipated, mm-hmm. and Falcon was was less. And it seems like those those release dates maybe could have been switched. Yeah, that could have helped. I also think too they're they're still right after out, too. Yeah, totally. They're still figuring out the premiere access thing, and I don't know how that plays into those numbers. Can't like, I mean, if a hundred if they have a hundred million subscribers, how many put up an extra thirty bucks to to rent? Uh, Raya or Mulan or or mm-hmm. uh, I guess Black Widow is the next one that's or Cruella Cruella sorry um I don't know how much all that plays into it that's that's something that I think they they're I think they released the numbers on kind of um, experimenting with on uh, on Raya 
um, on how many people watch that at home. Mm-hmm. And they said it was like as many as would have seen it in the theater, like yeah. or something. Um, so I mean, that was a huge pull for them too. I would I would imagine. So you, to answer your question, I I mean, I don't think that they're done growing. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna cap out at a hundred million. But but that might be the ballpark, right? Like it may be, maybe yeah. it's 120 million or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I don't know that it's 200 or 300 million. But yeah. And, and it should be noted Disney as well though. It's just, it's all supportive of everything else that they do. That's the, the genius or evil. If you want to go, whatever, whatever route you want right. to take it. Uh, that's, that's the whole Disney thing is that like, there's just so much, this is just a, a tiny part of, of the infrastructure. And, and so, they don't really necessarily care that it's 300 million or a hundred million because this all plays into everything else that we're doing. Yeah. It should be noted as well that, uh, Disney plus is only available in North America, South America, Northern Western Europe, Asia Pacific, and parts of the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, so it's not worldwide yet. So, you know, eventually they get a worldwide distribution. Maybe that bumps up to 150. Um, because it's really tough for them to get, uh, Get it rolled out and get everything worked out and, and reliable and, and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, look for Disney Plus to to maybe grow. But that's interesting to me that it's already crossed the $100 million in such a short time. And then uh, kind of carrying up the end here, you've got HBO Max with $85 million, which is an impressive number mm-hmm. for HBO. And uh, like I said, I, I told you all the stuff they're bringing to the table. So they've got a lot of, a lot of content uh, under that. And then you've got Peacock with 40 uh, Hulu itself with 41 million, um, Paramount Plus. Pretty impressive for Peacock. I mean, yeah. they have the free tier though, so mm-hmm. a lot of that might mm-hmm. not be. Peacock Originals Red got Red NBC, Generate. Sci-Fi, The Office, WWE Network uh, on there as well. Soccer, Premier League. Uh, yes, Premier League is 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 big. I really enjoy the live function on there because, like, when breaking news happens, I'll just go on there and I know there's going to be live free free live news, you know. Rather than having to sign into a CNN app or whatever it is, you know, to to get some breaking news, so that's I found myself going to Peacock just for some live coverage of some events and, and things, um, and that's been that's been a great app. I think they've done really really well with that. Speaking of um, Paramount Plus, thirty six million, and that's uh, ahead of Apple. So you've got that's probably. My favorite one, yeah. By the way, the one That's I really use nice Plus. Granted, they also have a lot of soccer, but the I just I love the interface. There's a lot of cool content on there. I I I yeah, like and the price point's great. That and Peacock, they're both kind of next tier down where it's like reasonable. I love. Uh, I kind of got on there for Brian and I were watching like Champions League stuff, and then I, pulled, I found myself watching all kinds of stuff on Paramount Plus. I love that app. Yeah, I think I downloaded it for the Oscars or something, or. Or to watch uh, some awards, maybe it was the Golden Globes that were on. Um, were I think on those CBS. were on Peacock. I think something Gram- was Grammys, on CBS. Grammys were on. Grammys, Grammys was the Grammys. On. Yeah, some yeah. award show that we that I got the free trial for and mm-hmm. and really enjoyed. The CMTs uh, the app. probably. Yeah, yeah. You were you CMT so, and you're always people's, people's choice. choice. Or no, yeah. the Teen Choice Awards where they give the surfboards. Yeah. yeah, Rich is not allowed to watch that one. Yeah, he's he's been banned. Uh, And then you've got, I mean, these small, small companies, less than 10 million, Curiosity Stream, Discovery Plus, ESPN Plus, and uh, very small. Answer me this. Maybe maybe you guys don't know. Did did Discovery buy HBO properties or did HBO buy Discovery? Warner Brothers bought bought Discovery. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's Warner Discovery. 
now they and merged. They simultaneously spun that off though with Discovery's leadership, so that AT and T now is kind of out of the con. The AT and T execs are out of the content part. Okay. Did you see the logo, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> they they John Oliver okay. said it looked like. It looks like the Simpsons logo before they landed on the right font. <laughs> it was great. It's just so cheap, like it fake. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so so yeah, Discovery is a big company. I mean, you know, publicly traded company and and them to to merge with them. I mean, I just remember when Netflix started, what brought me to Netflix was the library of content that they had, you know? And mm-hmm. I think what kept me there over time was was their original programming. You know, I just remember I got Netflix because they had The Office and they had Friends and they had Doctor Who and they had all these shows that I wanted to wanted to go back and watch. And so I think the key is just getting people in the door. And then if you can keep them there, great. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's really been been the struggle with for all these companies. And and it looks like Netflix ain't going anywhere anytime soon. They've got the knives out. They've got a bunch of stuff coming out exclusively. And they found a really good niche guys too. They found a niche with these documentary and true crime shows, and they're pumping those out like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a great niche to hit the the true crime shows that people kind of talk about over the weekends and sure. Tiger King the, and crazy stuff like that. And the obvious advantage of just being first and being like front of everyone's yeah, home just screen, brand recognition, there. and yeah, yeah, it's like the first thing everyone clicks probably. Yep. So they scroll that first just because mm-hmm. that's what they did in twenty fifteen, and that's right. just. Uh, an advantage forever but some well maybe not forever but yeah for the foreseeable future yeah absolutely well one uh, a couple more things i want to touch on before we get out of here for um for movie news is that uh at knives out two casting guys they're just keeping we on it yet? finally Have we made it <laughs> i know right they're just keeping on adding How adding people to this con seven hours to this uh to this movie <laughs> The uh, the latest to be added that we haven't talked about is, I believe, uh, Edward Norton. Did we talk about him? I think so, but there's been a lot of people, so yeah. you know, it's hard to keep track of. So we've guys. added Edward Norton to the cast. We've added Leslie Odom Jr. to the cast, coming off a, an Oscar nomination. And we have also added Bron O'Brien's favorites, Kate Hudson. From almost okay. famous. Right. I don't hate it. It's all happening, Brian. It's, a, it's all happening. It's an athleisure-based mystery this time. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's about um, you know drummers in mid two thousands rock bands and Uh-oh. how they. Uh, oh no! Don't you say it! Oh, don't no. you say it out loud, Ken? <laughs> I, I can't do yeah, it. The algorithm again. No, I wasn't talk- referring to him. I was Not referring to. The Strokes. I think she dated a guy from The Strokes. Or was that Drew Barrymore? I don't know. <laughs> that was uh, the Strokes guy did okay, but uh, she did. also dated the guy from um, oh, what's that band? That makes <laughs> sense. Uh, it'll come to me later. <laughs> well, Kate Hudson is uh, yeah. is is added. So now the full cast of announced people is returning in the role of Benoit Blanc. Again, mm-hmm. I, I wish this would have been just MacGruber as Benoit Blanc, but it's Daniel Craig <laughs> playing Benoit Blanc. And then we've got Dave Batista, Bautista, the, Dave, the animal Batista. Uh, also, Catherine Hahn, Edward Norton, mm-hmm. Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr., and Janelle Monet. So quite a stacked cast for Netflix's mm-hmm. 
I was thinking of um, Liv Tyler and it's Space Hog was the band I was thinking of. Oh, Space Hog, man. That's a that's Space one Hog, uh, Resident Alien, I believe the the album. Great great record. Yeah. Fire up my my vinyl copy. A little, yeah, a little 90s <laughs> 90s throwback for you there. Check that one out, kids. Uh anyway, yeah, that that's big news and and surely, you know, any day now, yeah, we're going to get the call that that Knives Out 2 is is on the table for us if we would like to accept. I just I, just imagine the amount of calls that Ryan Johnson's getting, like from agents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To get in this, starting to get offended. Hundred a day, cast, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Guys, I want to say thanks to our sponsor for this episode of Mad About Movies, our friends at Keeps.com. We know as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. You know, you want to have a good hair day. You want to, you want to look good going to the office. You want to look good for the wife. You want to look good for that date that you've got planned. But it's hard to if you, uh, you know, you go in the shower and every time you come out of the shower, you got less and less hair. Everybody's losing their hair. Nobody's gaining more hair over time. But that's where Keeps comes in and they can help you keep the hair that you already have. Yeah, your hair doesn't have to fall out. You can just keep the hair that you already have. Keeps offers the only generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. And you've tried these products before, but never for this price. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And over 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention. Keeps treatments start at just 10 bucks a month. For a limited time, you can get your first month for free. So we've got a special offer for our listeners. Guys, check this out. Keeps.com slash mad. Receive your first month for free at keeps.com slash mad. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash mad. Go to their website, check out real before and after photos. To find out why Keeps speaks for itself. Thanks, Keeps, for sponsoring this episode and always supporting Mad About Movies. Guys, check it out. Keeps.com slash mad. Keep your hair with Keeps. And uh, and the last thing I wanted to touch on, guys, was we have an official, I guess, release date for Seth Rogen's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yes, I'm very excited about this. I had to mention it uh, on the pod. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, we've tried to reboot the Turtles like 43 times. I think um, I'm not sure it's ever been successful. So. We'll see, but if it's going to work, this is the one that works, right? Like that's a right. that's a good idea. I think Rogan's very invested in it. It's, I think it should be a, that should work. Like it should work at least from have a fun time at the movies, you know. So we'll we'll see. My buddy Matt, who's the biggest Ninja Turtles fan I've I've ever met, he's got a he's got an entire room dedicated to the Ninja Turtles, and somehow he's married and has a kid. I don't know. It's weird, but <laughs> I was uh, going to say. Does he ever uh, stop getting chicks or how do you fight them off? I know. I know. It's uh he found one, so that's good. Uh but he The script is by the neighbors writer though, which makes me nervous. Yeah, that makes me a little nervous. Makes me a little nervous. Neighbors has a fun like you can see I bet that's a decent script. I think it just got off the rails with some of the stuff that they did. I bet I bet the script's okay. We'll see. Director is uh Jeff Rowe who co directed the machines. He also wrote the house and Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Okay. Brian, so I kind of liked Mike and Dave's need wedding dates. Oh, I laughed cool, at that. Cool, cool. I don't know. I've seen it once, so you know maybe it's terrible. I was in the right mood, but it was funny. It happens, yeah, it happens to all of us. 
Uh, anyway, uh, my, my buddy Matt's very excited about this. And Rogan seems passionate about it. I think that's part of it. I mean, passion projects obviously can go wrong pretty easily, but but it, I think I think this needed uh, somebody who really cares about this this property and is going to try to do something cool with it. So yeah. We'll see how we'll see how it works. I mean, there's nothing that you're gonna do in a Ninja Turtles movie that's gonna make me, me personally, like furious or anything like that. You know, so it's it's fine. It's not it's not for me. It's not Star Wars or, or something like that. Uh, but we do have a pretty decent track record of of Ninja Turtles properties not being very good at this point. So you know, there's just keep that in mind with your expectations. Is all I'm saying to you, Matt. Just you know, stay calm, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I really enjoy the characters, but I don't get offended when it's like messed up or anything. Like I don't get, yeah. I don't get actively angry or or not swear I'm not going to watch anymore. You know, right. I just think that's a fun for you know for characters that you can do some and, and hate tweets to anybody involved. I did, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. What's, what's his right. name? You're um, not a fan if you're not doing that. William you know, Fickner is on my <laughs> on my hit list for sure. Yeah. Well, um, I'm very excited for. For somebody, you're right, Brian, who grew up on TMNT, who knows it, who who understands kind of the the culture around it, and has a comedic voice in this generation, yeah. and I think can can really echo that with a movie like this. So it's August 11th, 2023 will be the new TMNT. I believe it'll be live action. I, I haven't seen seen confirmation. No, it's of CGI. That. Is it? CGI. Is it animated? Okay, I'm actually yeah, that's that's fine. Fine with me. I think they can. Maybe they can do a Spider Verse style animation with it and get you know get great with it. I still think the best TMNT thing that's ever come out is the uh, is the 2012 Nickelodeon um, computer animated series. I thought that was I thought was great writing, action, all that kind of stuff. So if they could if they could do that with Seth Rogen at the helm, I think it would be a uh, something something worth uh, maybe. Maybe we'll make think people not look at TMNT movies that just like enroll their eyes, you know, because I feel like every sure. every time one is announced or it comes out and it's just like, ugh, why again, you know, but I think it deserves to be fun and and I think think has a chance with with Rogan uh, attached to it. So that 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 excites me. And we have it confirmed August 11th, 2023. So still still quite a quite a ways away from that, but it's official. So, yeah. There you go. No more uh, jacked Michael Bay turtles, I guess. Brian, sadly. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I hope what they can do with this is is either uh, make it appealing to the adult audiences. And I don't mean make like an R-rated Ninja Turtles, but like, you mean I think one of the major, I mean, I would watch that. Obviously. Bring Megan Fox uh, back for that. NC-17, preferably. Um but no, like I think one of the major faults of of the Michael Bay stuff, if I remember correctly, because it's been a long time, was that it kind of felt like they were. This is very typical of Michael Bay trying to sort of thread the needle and and play to both sides, like make this kids movie just inappropriate enough to where kids can't see it, but just but too stupid for adults to be able to to go in and not just roll their eyes at the whole time, you know? So let's let's maybe pick one we don't this this whole thing of trying to 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 do to play to both parties i don't think really works with with this property so let's just let's have some fun with it one way or the other but let's i don't know make it make it to where somebody can be happy not we're trying to make everybody happy if that makes sense yeah i'm with you there high hopes for that high hopes for all these announcements that we talked about today good times and I think kind of to round this out, fellas, it, it goes back to what we talked about on the Cruella episode where 
this is just kind of the norm now, you know, the, the streaming wars are, are real and, and the, the theater experience is going to be more of a rarity nowadays and be more of a, a special occasion type thing. And, you know, in two years, we'll probably be talking about even more of who owns what and, and who's, who's leading this thing. You know, two years ago, mm -hmm. Disney plus didn't even exist. And here they are in, in third place, um, basically in the streaming war. So yeah, it's anybody's ball game still. We're, we're in an, like kind of an awkward place now where I don't think it's a good thing for Disney to own everything, you know, or Amazon to own everything or whatever. But also as a consumer, I mean, we're about as, uh, we're, we're about as streaming serviced out as we can get. And I, as soon as I say that, I know there'll be three more that are, that are launched tomorrow, but like, we need some consolidation before too long because it's just, we really are getting to the point now where everything is, I mean, we said this last time we talked about streaming, or at least I, I think I did. It's, we're well, we're beyond the place now where maybe a year, two years, three years ago, whatever, if you said, hey, have you seen this thing? You could reasonably expect that, that people that you're talking to would have heard of that and or had seen it, you know? And if they hadn't seen it on your recommendation, they might be like, cool, I'll go and sign up for Netflix for, for a month and, and see if I can, you know, watch that show. We're kind of at the place now where if you say, hey, have you seen this show? The response is more often than not, I don't even know what that is. And then you're like, oh, cool. Well, it's on, it's on Paramount Plus. And they're like, you know what? I don't have Paramount Plus and I'm not going to get it because I have 40 other streaming services. So I'm just not going to see that, you know? And it, it gets old real fast. So I, I, I hope that as much as I don't want, you know, so how about Apple just buy all so these services and it's just well, yeah, all I mean, under Apple TV look, and we're, we can see everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, competition is a good thing. Um, competition is a really good thing for this this kind of stuff. But but also, boy, it stinks that I mean, I don't have Paramount Plus is the only is that what it's called or is it Paramount? It's Paramount Plus. Yeah. OK, thank you. Sorry. I had like a, like a moment where I was like, wait, which ones are plus and which ones are something? It anyway, was called um, CBS All Access. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. it for like a month when it was CBS All Access. But like, that's the only one I don't have right now of the major streaming services. And there's a couple things I'm like, man, that looks cool. I'd like to watch that. But I literally spend more on streaming services than I did on cable back when we had cable or satellite or yep. you know, whatever else. And there's just, there's a limit to it. So it's, it's like... I do think eventually we've we've always said this, so I, I know you're on the same page. Eventually, some of this gets consolidated, and you you can get uh, a bundle of all these things, and it will just go back to being like cable, but in a, a slightly different format. But right now, man, it's it's kind of rough on that front. It's just like, gosh, I don't even, I can't, I can't keep up. And this is what we do for a, a semi living, you know, is keep up with this kind of stuff. It's just, it's pretty wild. So we'll we'll see where where we get moving forward, but. Um, yeah, it's it's we're we're still I don't think I still don't think we're at the point where it's going to stop and we're going to start uh coming around to to fewer services, right? Like we're going to keep having more and more, I think for for a little bit longer. Right. right? Yeah, these studios yeah. Are, are like, "Hey, this is my content. I'm not going to license it sure. to Netflix anymore. I'm going right. to make money off it." Yeah. And so that's yeah. what for NBC sure. did, sure. and that's what Paramount mm -hmm. did and Mm -hmm. And HBO and all them. And, you know, that was, that was what was so great about Netflix at the beginning because they were the new ones yes. and they were just, they would just pay these studios and say, Hey, y'all aren't doing anything with these, yeah. this digital stuff, pay us mm -hmm. X and we'll pay you X and everybody wins. And yeah. there's a book, book called the big picture that talks a lot about that. Um, and just how those negotiations went right at the beginning. 
And how sure. all the studios were just so stoked because they were just making money with having to do literally no work, <laughs> you know? And yeah. then they realized how much money they could be making if they would right. just put in the right. work. And yeah. uh, and now this that's where we are is all these studios are, are pulling back yeah. or selling themselves to the highest bidder. And I find it fascinating, man. I, I, yeah, I found this stuff just as fascinating as as whether this movie is going to be good or not. Is Sure is the whole machine behind everything. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. That's why I love getting on here every month or so and talking and updating yeah. the, the, the listener. You, you and I are in an interesting position though, compared to some other people in that between the two of us, we have substantial movie and TV libraries of, of DVDs and, and Blu-ray and whatnot that we've, we've owned that we've now digitized and all this kind of stuff. So the, the original content is really the only place where we're kind of up against it in terms of, you know, we got to subscribe or or whatever, whatever you got to do to to be able to watch the the original movies, the original TV shows and stuff. There's a lot of folks that um, don't. I mean, a lot of our listeners will ask like, hey, when we do a throwback, a lot of our listeners, our VIPs will say, hey, wh- where is the streaming? And I'm like, dude, honestly, I don't even know because I have it on my Plex server, you know, from from a Blu-ray that I that I used to own, that kind of thing. And so we have it a little bit better than a lot of people do, but the original stuff still is just is so tough. And you and you're totally right. That's where that's where all these these uh these studios and production companies that's where they what they figured out is that's where the money's at. the The money's in your in your original programming that you can control from from start to finish and whatnot. So yeah, NBC figured out it's like man, we could base an entire streaming service off the Office, <laughs> basically, which is mm. what they did. They launched yeah. Peacock with that and. Right. It brought them like 50 million people just to have yeah. that and some other things on top of that. You know, I think that's, that's super yeah. smart, but come on, Apple. I believe in you. <laughs> I don't, I don't want them to just, I don't want this to be another ping or, or whatever, you know, something that they tried and just fails, you know, um, because it just didn't catch on and they don't, they stop caring, you know, um, they don't like to half-ass stuff. So yeah, I, th- I still I think. Just- I still think they have it. They like they have such a good opportunity with a billion devices and just such easy access and unlimited cash. It just you're right, and like it's not their main business, but like with very little effort, they could have a significant. (laughs) um, It could be a significant revenue stream for them with very little effort. I just think we're at the point though where we just have to say they're not interested in doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're they're waving the white flag, like, all right, we're here, but we're not. We don't care. You know. And and Richard is right too. And and both of you guys are more tech and business savvy than than I am. But Richard's right in that there probably is something big coming for them, and they're just and maybe maybe that is this is complete and total just off the top of my head speculation. I I don't know any. I'm very stupid. I don't have anything. But like. Maybe they're waiting to acquire all of, of NBC stuff at some point. Maybe there's just an announcement one day that says, cool, we bought Peacock and everything that comes with it. Here's what we're doing. We we let them build it and now we're going to buy it rather than building it up ourselves and that kind of thing. And that, I mean, that might not be a terrible business strategy either. They yep. may have they may have a, a, a file, you know, a, uh, a PowerPoint somewhere where some dude was like, hey... Don't spend the money building this thing up. Let's just acquire it when it's all done. I, I mean, again, total speculation on my part, but I, it does not seem that they are interested in uh, building a streaming service of of great note as much as they are in using streaming to just like sort of be a cool bonus you get when you're an Apple customer. You know? Yeah. Gosh, Amazon's market share on just so many things Apple should be doing well like the Alexa and 
home security, smart home, and and you know the streaming service and all that. It's just amazing that Amazon, a freaking book company or whatever, has been able to do that and do it so successfully and gain such a huge, huge market share in that. I bet that just pisses Apple off so much. Like, yeah, who are these guys? You know, and it's it's almost impossible for them to get to get in like oh the Alexa game like Siri is a disaster it is you know compared comparatively it's amazing all right that that does it for our our streaming wars movie news rumors rumblings roundup for this month we'll be back in a few weeks with more news updates as they come in and we'll round them up and bring them to you but uh, on the VIP this week we've got Hook talk so if you saw the movie Hook in the nineties Steven Spielberg movie and you want to hear us talk about that our memories of that become a vip madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash vip also brian and i are going to record a little episode talking about what movies are still coming out this year because i know a lot of stuff's been delayed we don't know what's coming out coming out when where so we'll go over all that that'll drop next week on the main feed so look out for that as well thanks for listening we hope you've uh, learned something enjoyed it and we'll talk to you soon at the cinema